This is Pod Populi, podcast for the people. Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. My guest today is Mark Sturman, who is a serial multi-unit franchise owner across several national brands, such as Massage Envy, Amazing Lash Studios, and European Wax Centers. Not only that, but Mark has been an area developer for the European Wax Center in South Florida and the state of Georgia. And before the end of this call, Mark is always also going to give us a little bit insight into a new business venture that he is in the midst of and will be bringing to market here in the next couple months. So welcome, Mark. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. So what is your background? Let's let's go back to the early Mark years prior to your franchise life. What does that look like? Well, I grew up in, in a family that um, you were a lawyer or nothing. So there was only two categories of, 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 of professions in the world. No pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> lawyer or nothing. As a matter of fact, um, to the day my dad, to the day my dad passed away, my brother, the famous cardiologist, um, was a failure because he never became a lawyer. So, um, so I went to law school. Um, had a law firm for a while, and it wasn't me. I, I loved business. I always loved being part of business. My law firm really was, you know, I ran it more like a business, and uh, and I've always always been a part of that. So I've always been part of the business world. And from from you know, after law, um, I had a very successful uh, real estate firm. Um, we did commercial and residential real estate, and then uh, I just started getting into the uh, the franchise world. So how does a lawyer and a former real estate agent or agency owner get into the beauty business of franchising? Well, it's about 2006, and uh, my son was going to school in Davie, Florida, university school. Don't know if that's important at all, but uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I had to pick him up at school. Um, take him to Office Depot to uh, pick up some supplies, take him back to school to work on some friends for some presentation they were doing. And, and in the meantime, I had about two hours to kill. Well, just so happens right next to Office Depot was a sign that says $39 massages. And I've been literally getting massages since I was about five years old, since my dad let me take the end of his massage in... Um, in, in the Pocono Mountains uh, when I'm five years old. So I've, I very much believe in massage. So um, I, I told my son, you know, when he's coming out of office deep, I'm like, go in there and see if you can, and I'm pointing there, by the way, in case you can't say. Um, I said, go in there and see if you can get me a, uh, a massage, see if they have an appointment. And sure enough, they did. Um, I dropped my son back off. I, got, I went and got my massage. And Literally, Stacy. The minute I walked in there, I thought this was a brilliant concept. Like, how did how did somebody not think of this before? Um, and then uh, I started talking to the massage therapist while I'm getting a massage. Instead of relaxing, I'm like, my business mind is like going crazy. And I started asking him. And this was, you know, they might have been open a month at the time. Um, I started asking like about the numbers and how many massages they were doing. And I'm like, okay, what she's saying 
she's probably confused what she's saying they're doing in a week. They're probably doing in a month, you know, but I was still very, very interested. Um, I knew that minute I was going to buy a massage envy and, um, sure enough, I, I, the, the regional developers, uh, mother-in-law happened to have been working there at the time her and I became very friendly. And I said, I gotta, I gotta talk to who I gotta be part of this. And I met with the regional developer who later became one of my closest friends. And I met with him the next day. I got there at eight o'clock the next morning. We ended up talking till three o'clock and, wow. and, uh, you know, I was very upset that I had to wait two weeks after signing the FTD to, to give them money to buy one of these. <laughs> Do you recall where Massage Envy was in its maturity at that point in time? Yeah, we, we were, we were one of the new guys. We were that, I ended up buying that particular clinic that I went into um, and that was number 119. And I know okay. there's what, like 1,100, 1,400 yeah. massage envies yeah. around the country now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. And I know one of the um, gentlemen that helped grow their franchise development then went on to pros and started another beauty brand um, after helping grow that brand so well. So let me ask you, so how many, ultimately, how many Massage Envies did you end up owning? At, at, at the height, I had uh, five Massage Envies. Okay. I ended up selling two of them off, but at one point I had five Massage Envies. So now you're currently still running and operating three here in South Florida? I still ha I have three in South Florida. Um, some business partners of mine um, run those now. And... Uh, yeah, and and I'm running a. I don't run. I also own part of a, an amazing lash studio, also. Okay. Yeah. So how do, how do these? So owning how many franchises collectively? Then do you own you own the three Massage Envies and Amazing Lash, and then also a European wax? No, I sold. I sold all. Oh, you all sold. my European wax. All those. Okay. Yeah. So what's your day to day life like being a co-owner in these various franchises? Well, I guess, you know, it, it, you think it, you think it's more difficult, but it actually gets easier the more you own. And the reason why I have partners right now um, was at one point I had owned five massage MVs and some close friend of mine owned three massage MVs. So one day we, we, I think I had like a barbecue and I'm talking to my buddies who own these three massage MVs. And I said, uh, you know, just really jokingly, I said, you know, you guys have like a regional operator, you guys have a comptroller, you know, you, you know, we have so much, so much overlap. It makes no sense. I said, either you should run my massage envies or I should run yours. And little did I know they took me seriously and, uh, they, you know, they took over the operations of mine, but, um, you know, there, there's, there's, um, you know, a lot of moving parts, um, it's a great business model, but I think also, and, and I, I'm sure as you know, the, the more mature a, a franchise gets, you know, the more rules and regulations come into play. And, uh, you know, back in the, you know, back in the day when I first started, like the Atlanta massage envies were doing teeth whitening also, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, not something that you could do now, but it runs very smoothly. You know, we, we have, because, you know, because we're such a big brand, we're so well known, you know, we're the, we're the, the pretty much the clinics of massage now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I when I first started, um, you you couldn't get into a Publix Plaza, okay? Because you know, I guess negative connotations about massage or quote wow. massage parlors or whatever. You know, so they we were in every 
Publix lease, we were not allowed in, and now they look for us. Now they they realize that we bring in pretty a pretty good number of, of members every single month. So they, they we're the type of business that they want in these plazas now. So for our listeners, Publix is a major supermarket brand, um, certainly here in Florida, and I would think uh, throughout the Southeast of the United States as a minimum. So a premier supermarket that you see a lot of, uh, well, European waxes, amazing lash. I will tell you, I'm in West Palm Beach, Florida, and right off of Village near my Publix, I have a Massage Envy, I have a European wax, and I have an amazing lash. And that one is called the Village Markets. Right. And it, part of that, part of the reason for that too is, is that, um, you know, we were the, the first brand that myself and a lot of my contemporaries were in was Massage Envy. And then there's no good locations left. So, okay, so we're looking for the next brand. So the next brand ended up becoming, uh, it became European Wax Center. A lot of us bought into European Wax Center and then a lot of us bought into Amazing Lash Studios and, uh, and then some other concept about some workout or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Orange Theory. There's a lot of Massage Envy people in Orange Theory also. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of individuals I work with feel that they need to have experience or background in the industry that they're investing in. And that's one thing I try to coach them on is, you know, take you, for example, you didn't have any massage experience other than being the recipient of many massages yourself. And uh, so what skill sets did you have or do you have that lend itself to being a successful multi-unit franchise owner? Um, I guess I, I, I love business. I love being part of business. And um, I was smart enough to realize that I am buying a business in the box, that, I, that uh, to not fight the system. You know, there's a reason why I'm paying my franchise fee and my royalties and everything like that, because there are people that have been in this business a lot longer than I have. They have already faced 95% of the problems that I'll ever face. And so I think as long as you realize that and you go with the system, you're willing to market, you're willing to, you know, you, you believe in the brand. You know, I, I again, I, I was getting massages since I was five, so I couldn't believe in, you know, massage anymore. And, and even more so, I know that, uh, side note was, the, the power of massage kind of my, my son used to get migraines and mm-hmm. I knew massage once, once he got involved with massages, he never had another migraine. So I very much believed in this. I think you have to believe in the concept and you also have to be organized. You have to have, if you're, if you're going to be a multi-unit owner, um, you have to be smart with your hiring. Um, you have to parlay different people to, you know, again, you have somebody that, if you have somebody that that's great, that could be a regional operator that can oversee, you know, your centers and, and, and one centralized comptroller. Um, so, you, you know, you have, to, you have to create a good organization. And, and if you do that, you know, that organization can also help another, you know, in, in other, other business models. So, so, so in essence, when I had the five massage envies, I also had, you know, the, the, some of my people also, my comptroller also, you know, did work for my European wax centers and, my, and the region for that and, and, and so on and so forth. What... What is it about the models that you've invested in? Given I'm very familiar with them, I know 
that they have many of the same attributes. So what are some of those attributes or what do you look at, look for when you personally invest in a franchise? Um, I, I get, you know, it, it's, it's all health and beauty. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, that's, um, every, every, everything that I've been a part of so far, it's an, it's an industry that I know. Um, and you know, once I have, you know, my, my massage envy and Davy, for instance, we have well over 2000 members. And so, you know, once I know if I'm going to put a massage envy with 2000, you know, 2000 members in, in where I, in Davy in my, in this plaza, you know, if I put my amazing life studio in, I, I already know I have 2000 people, 2000 potential customers, you know, and they're members that have been paying for years. They know how we operate. They know that we're, you know, friendly. If there's an issue, they can, you know, what well, one rule is, is, you know, for, for all my employees, or I should say team members, um, if, if anybody has an issue or anybody needs to talk to me, I'm, I will always talk to everybody, you know, maybe given 24 hour notice. So we run a good operation. So 2000 members, you know, in, in Massage Envy and the Davy Tower Shops, you know, gives us a, a great base to open, you know, our amazing Lash Studios. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So let's just quickly transition and we might come back to, to these other concepts, but I am very excited because this is late breaking news, certainly for me. And, and I think this will be maybe our first national announcement, but can you tell us about the latest, uh, business venture that you're now entering into? I, I literally got chills as, as, as you asked me that. <laughs> um, yeah, because it, it really is the, probably the first time. Um, yeah, so um, I guess the short story is, and I could tell you the long story how I got into it, but uh, so um, just so happens we're here at Pod Populi, and uh, it, it happens to be a great business model that I, I stumbled upon. I thought it was phenomenal. And literally, as we speak, we're work, working on the uh, franchise documents to um, to start selling franchises, probably some hopefully sometime in October or November. And uh, yeah, and we you know tweaking the business model um, slightly, um, but uh, it's it's a great brand. It's, it's it's wonderful people. It's a great brand, and it's something that people need. You know, my my research my research has shown just how popular obviously podcasts are. It's something that's growing. All the big companies, Amazon, all the big companies are in some way or another getting involved in it. And uh, I think we're literally in the first, in the right place at the right time. Well, I, I stumbled upon it as well. So I was walking here in the downtown gardens where the studio that we're taping this podcast is at. And I was walking to my friend's boutique. They own Lola Chic here right next door. And I like, I see this podcast place and I'd been talking to colleagues of mine about how to create new content, how to create new education material and so forth, and to be a little more innovative and accessible for the individuals that I work with. So I sent in an inquiry, had a consultation, and I was wowed, honestly, I was wowed. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting across from me now, but actually, I mean, it was a, it's a, it's an investment into my business and, uh, you know, a couple things I, and I learned from that very first meeting that 
Pod Populi was considering franchising. I don't know how far into the process it had gone at that point, but now it sounds like the franchise disclosure document should be ready here within the next maybe four to six weeks or even sooner. Even sooner. Um, So what appeals to me about this concept, which is I'm so excited to be able to hopefully share with my prospects here in the near future is this is a concept when you walk in, it really can be run by one individual. So staffing, maybe, you know, one definitely, perhaps two, I don't know what changes are in play, but it's a concept that will appeal to a lot of individuals because of it's a technology-based business, has very low overhead, I would imagine. Very low. And low employee base. And with a lot of the staffing concerns that are out there today, uh, you know, fewer employees is something that a lot of my candidates are looking for. So what else can you share with us about Pod Populi? Right now, you have tested the market in six or seven different locations. Is that correct? That's correct. So I, I know you're here in South Florida, and then where else? Sure. So we have uh, one in Boca, one in Palm Beach Gardens. We're about to open um, one in Miami Beach. That will be even more of a prototype of what the um, the, the franchise, the actual franchises will look like. We're going to retrofit the other two South Florida ones in, in the very near future. Um, and, and, and more the, the retrofit more is is more of a video component as well, because we're, we're learning that, that people want more and more because we have some video, but it's going to be four cameras that will, everything within the podcast will be on video also where you can also take out clips and use those clips for social media and everything, which we think is very helpful. Um, yeah. And, so, and we also have a, um, a location in Scottsdale, Arizona and uh, two in the greater Cleveland area, Cle- downtown Cleveland and, and Hudson, Ohio. So I'm very blessed because I'm here located near a Pod Populi studio myself. But for individuals that are in other parts of the country that today are not near a Pod Populi, what is the accessibility for them? <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a slow pitch right over the plate for me, isn't it? Oh, it, I, I, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> well, as soon as we start, you know, we, we obviously can't. Um, as you know, we can't do anything as short right this moment for selling franchises or anything. But, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks when we have our franchise disclosure documents done and all, all our, our franchise agreements done, what they need to do is, is if there's not a pot popular in their area, uh, of which we've had amazing inquiries about, you know, give us a call. And uh, there really needs to be, you know, our reacher in just about any decent sized city in the country, there really is a need for uh for, for, for pod populi. And, and part of it is, is as you know, we, we pretty much handle everything that you need to do as far as you don't have to know anything about, about podcasts. You know, we, we help you create the logo. We, um, we help you with the creative, we help you book guests. We, we do editing for you. We obviously, you know, host it for you. Um, even soon to come, we'll even, I mean, we do help some with the marketing and everything, but, you know, even, even going into that a little bit further and more in depth and everything. So, so do you foresee in the future adding in a social aspect? Because I, I mean, I'm not of the generation of Twitter and, 
and creating Instagram reels and so forth. So that is something that I've outsourced on my own to help build my podcast presence. And and I don't know if that is something that is in consideration, but is that an added service that you could see Pod Populi providing? Actually, I just just got back from Las Vegas this past weekend, of which um, we're, we're partnering with a, a, a big editing firm that's going to concentrate just on doing our, um, editing our, our podcast business. And, and that's, they're, they're, they're going to be doing editing for the, for audio as well as video. So the answer is yes. Like, you know what I, I foresee in the very near future, besides all the, the, the audio that you could use to promote your business, the podcast audio, you know, every time you do a, um, every time you do a podcast, They'll, they'll, there'll be two, three, four video clips that real simple, you could, you know, put on all your social media sites and everything that, you know, will definitely create awareness. It's, to me, this is, you know, the more I've looked into this, the more I see, you know, how do you, if you have a business, you need to do a podcast, you have to have a podcast. And again, you know, it, if you get one piece of business from, from doing podcasts, you know, it's going to pay for itself and you're going to get a lot more than that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's interesting because when I was starting mine, I had a couple, couple individuals, I don't want to say challenge me, but say, oh, you know, aren't podcasts kind of a thing of the past? And, and I'm like, gosh, I, I'm like, I, I don't think so. And, and their, their position was more that video right? Like people want to watch video and so forth. And I love the accessibility of podcast and the fact that we don't have video, you know, it's nice for the social media posting, of course, but that, you know, people can listen to this at wherever they are in their lives. I walk my dog in the morning and I, I listen to podcast. I'm huge on Dateline murder series, <laughs> the dark side you, of things. When you start, you can't stop watching. You, you got to find out if it's the ex-husband. It's always the ex-husband, right? It, <laughs> right? it, it is, it yeah. is. <laughs> but, um, and, and, you know, and now that I actually have started to do this, it has opened up my eyes to so many different podcasts that I'm tuning into that are more business related and not necessarily franchising per se, but that I can use for self-development. I I mean, really anybody could have a podcast this day, these days and ages. So what does, I know what my investment was, but what does, and I'm not talking about the total investment in a pod populi franchise. I mean, we need to wait for the FDD to come out for that. But what does, if somebody like myself wants to start a podcast on their own, what does that package look like or per session look like? All, all it, it's, it's real simple. It's, um, we, we've, um, we've pivoted to a membership model now. So all it is is $4.95 a month, um, cancel anytime with 60 days notice. And again, we, for that $4.95, we literally handle everything for you. You know, it's, it's. To me, it's a great deal. Um, when again out in um, when I, when I went to Las Vegas this past weekend, it was besides doing editing, it was a, a huge podcasting studio. They do like a lot of UF, uh, UFC stuff and everything. And when we told them how much we charge, they're like, "Yeah, you guys should be charging eight ninety five and this and that." And you know, our 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 tag is is podcast for the people, and that's exactly what we want to do. We just want to create, you know, do as 
you know, help out as many people as we possibly can. And what, and what's, what, what's going to be beautiful about this business is there's only, you know, unlike any other, I mean, like any other business I'm, I'm involved in, there's only, there, there's a limit to how many members we could have. We're, we're going to limit to 75 because um, there's only so many hours in a day. And uh, like you said before, when the business model comes around, that you know, that, well, you, as you know, the two most expensive parts are, are your labor and your rent. You know, we're in, you know, 650 square feet here and, you know, the labor is one person at a time. So it's, it's actually, it's, it, it's, I'm out of my mind excited about this business model. I, I cannot wait to bring it to the street. So, yeah. Exciting. So let me ask you, um, so four ninety five a month, it sounds like you're leveraging your a little bit of your business model from your other businesses, which may just happen to be <laughs> membership-based models. You think? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's funny because the uh, Brian Howie, the, the, the founder of Pop Populi and, and Christina Ford, um, they, they, they originally were doing packages and all. And uh, I think it was, it was too difficult on, the, um, on them because, you know, people would buy packages and then they'd have to, hey, do you, they'd have to track the, you know, the, the, the current users, I guess, at the time. Um, they'd have to track them down when their member, you know, when their, their, their packages was, was up or whatever. And, and also it, it was, I think, a burden on the, on the users that, you know, okay, I got to buy more packages and this and that. We're, here's where it's one set amount. You know what it is. You know what it is every month. Um, you know, you could do up to six podcasts every, every single month. So, it's, you know, it's a good deal. And again, it's, you know, what do they say? Set it and forget it. It's, it's just real, real, it just, to me, it was a no brainer. And, and at first Brian was a little bit hesitant. And the more we talked about it, he was like, he, he's even more of an advocate of the membership model than, than even I am. Who would you foresee as your ideal candidate? What would their background be? For, for membership? Yeah, for, no, for uh, an investor. Um, let's see. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. Because again, it's when, when, as I'm sure I don't have to tell you, Stacy, it, it's, um, it, it's a business in a box. So, um, we could train, it, it's almost anybody, you know, because it's, you, you have to have a little bit, you know, the one thing I would say is you have to have a, a passion for podcasting. You don't have to have a knowledge for podcasting because I didn't before I got involved in this. And, um, but you know, we, we provide everything from, we will provide everything from the, you know, location to development, to, to, to equipment, to build out, to marketing. Um, so it, it, it's, it, it's anybody that wants to get into a business and has that, that entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, and, and is willing to learn how to do it. Yeah. I, again, I think it's going to be very appealing. So what does, what does multi-unit ownership look like? And one thing I would really like to touch on because I introduced, uh, I introduced you having been an area developer for European Wax earlier on when we were speaking, and not everybody knows what an area developer is, and sometimes it's used interchangeably with a regional developer. But And I know in a few select markets with Pod Populi, you are planning on having some regional developer opportunities. Can you just share what that means and what that might look like for Pod Populi? Sure. What, what, what that is is it's almost like a uh, almost like a subcontractor. What it is is um, a regional developer um, will, in essence, own an area, 
that they have the right and, and I guess also the obligation to resell that they'll pay in advance for a certain number of franchises within a community. And then they will um, sell those franchises in the community. Um, and the regional developer gets a, a portion of the, there, you know, there's two types of income streams <clears throat> for the franchise. Or one is, um, as you know, the royalties and the other one is the franchise fee. So regional developer will share in the, um, in the franchise fee. Um, obviously I can't talk about that mm-hmm. quite until we have all our documents, but, and, and then also in the royalties, but they'll also be, you know, responsible for, 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 for selling those franchises within their region as well as um, making sure they're operating efficiently also. And you had mentioned a few select markets that you may have regional developer opportunities in. Is that anything you can share right now? Um, Well, we have some people right now interested in South Florida. Um, We're we're probably, we're considering opening up um, uh, the Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona area, um, Atlanta, Georgia, and maybe the Orlando area also. Okay. And on a last note with Pod Populi, for an investor in this model, what would you foresee their daily responsibilities being like? I would assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that this will be available for owner operator or semi-passive ownership. That's correct. That's correct. Again, you know, you're, you can eliminate, you know, a lot, if not all of your labor costs, if you're an owner operator. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you can also um, hire people to help you run it. Um, you, you're, it. It will be more work in the beginning because, you know, again, you're, you're going to want to reach a level of members. And then once you have that le- level of membership, then you just have to replace um, the, 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 the attrition, which, isn't, which probably is not, it's not that high. So it, it's, it, it, there's a little bit more work in the beginning. You know, you're going to have a you know, big grand opening. We're going to show you how to do that and bring people in and how to market it and how to, you know, how to, you know, um, you know, how, 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 to, how to explain to people why they, they, if they don't have a podcast, they're behind the times. And so, uh, and once you do that in the beginning after a while, then it becomes much easier to almost um, operate with just, uh, uh, you know, one, one employee. Well, and I can share a story on how easy this is and easy in the sense of attracting memberships because I was in the Boca studio earlier this week and meeting with the co-founders of Forever Young Anti-Aging and uh, Carlton and Dinez, and it was their first time in a per se proper podcast studio And I think by the time they left there, they had invested in a membership. So, I mean, it was just their experience coming in and being a part of it and knowing that this could be a great venue, another marketing tool for their business that, and their franchise, I don't, are you familiar with Forever Young Anti-Aging? Very familiar, very familiar. Okay, so, um, and I think they had shared, <clears throat> gosh, oh, they have sold over, oh, over, I think seven, I think 78 is the number of franchises that they've sold nationally. So they're in a major growth spurt right now. So it was really interesting to talk to them as well. So let me ask you this on a last note. 
what advice could you give somebody that is considering investing, becoming a franchise owner, um, whether they are leaving the corporate world or they are looking for a semi-passive investment to diversify their portfolio? That, that, that's, that's an awesome question. And, and no, we, we did not discuss this beforehand, but um, I, I really do believe they need to come to, to somebody such as yourself, Stacy, because um, different brands are good for different people. Mm-hmm. And dip, you have different talents and different passions. You know, this is, you know, massage was and is my passion. Um, podcasts are my passion. And so I think it's, you know, somebody such as yourself are familiar with numerous brands and somebody that comes in, you know, might, you know, might be perfect for, for a food brand. You know, a good friend of mine was the founder of uh, BurgerFi, you know, and that not, you know, when he, you know, he wanted me to be involved in that. It's not, that's, you know, I'm, I'm in health and beauty and podcasts. That's, that's not, that would not be a good fit for me. So, you know, there, there's so many brands out there and so many franchises um, and, and so many different genres that, that I think they, they do need somebody so, such as yourself that um, could, it, it's a match. In essence, you're, you're, you're in essence a business matchmaker. And, you know, what's exciting about it is, you know, you know, the ins and outs of a lot of these businesses. And, you know, again, you, it, you know, if you met me and, and I'm sure you talked to me, you're not going to, you're not going to bring a food brand to me. You'll, you know, but you would bring a health and a health and uh, health and wellness brand or, or the podcast business or marketing. That's, you know, that, that's, that's the stuff that I love and that's what I have passion for. And that's, I think if, if that happens, I think the, that they, when they go to somebody such as yourself, I think that, um, your chance of success are so much greater because you have, you have the first ingredient that you have is, is passion for your product. Well, thank you. I appreciate those words. And, and for those listeners, this was not canned. Right. It was not. It was (laughs) not not meant to be an advertisement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let me, so let me ask it from a different angle. Uh, individuals deal with fear, right? Fear of making change, fear of perhaps investing some of their savings into a business and it being an unknown outcome. So, I mean, being a serial entrepreneur, you were in a very safe field being a lawyer before. And how would, what, I guess, what advice could you give somebody that's dealing with fear in making a decision to go into business for themselves. Very funny you asked me that because I, I have a very close friend of mine that owns a uh, a made a made franchise, a, a house cleaning franchise, and I had this exact discussion with him today. And and the answer to that is, um, everything we do in life is a gamble. Everything we do in risk, including doing nothing. Doing nothing is a risk. Putting money under your mattress instead of putting it in the bank is a risk, you know? And, and you know, again, you know, somebody just said, in the, in the last question is, um, see what you have passion for, you know? And, and you got to take a risk every once in a while in life, you know? And, and um, again, somebody, again, we, we did not plan this, but somebody such as yourself, I'm sure you vet the franchises before you sell them. And, and um I, I, you know, in my opinion, if you're, you're, you're stuck in a rut and stuck in a job and you're not working for your, you know, and, and, that, and that's for some people, that's wonderful, the security of that and everything. But I think if you have any type of entrepreneurial spirit, 
you're, you're really taking a, a risk the other way. You really should go out there and, and test the market, you know, and, and, and see what it's like. I mean, to me, it was, um, you know, going into the massage envies and, and, and when I first started in that, um, it, it, it was a huge risk. You know, my, my own father, <laughs> a funny story was, you know, I told my, my, my father, I, I found this concept and I really want to, you know, invest in it. I really want to be a part of it. And he said, nah, it's a bad idea. The, uh, the, the, he was in a retirement community. The guy that does massages here can't make a living, you know? And I'm like, all right, dad, whatever. And so, um, so again, it, me not doing it, would have been a huge risk. I would not, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be here talking right now. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. So there, there's a risk in everything. And that would have been a huge, it would have been a, a, a risk I would have lost had I not done it. Yeah. Uh, such wisdom there. I, you know, I mentioned I was in the aviation industry for 21 years and super passionate about it the first 18 years and then became very disenchanted the last few years. And I knew that I could do something on my own and each business I invested in and, you know, took the chance on has led me to where I am today, which I'm very grateful for. So thank you so much, Mark. You, you've been fascinating to talk with and to hear your story. And honestly, until you walked in here today, I didn't know I was also going to be talking with one of the co-owners or investors uh, in the Pod Populi franchise brand that will be soon coming to market. So wish you nothing but success with Pod Populi and I'll help you bring customers your way as much as possible. I'd love that. Thank you so much for your time and for having me on here. Thank you. Thanks. If anybody is interested in learning more about franchise opportunities, please feel free to reach out to me at Stacy at fusionfranchising.com. Have a great day.